Welcome to the podcast, Fibromyalgia Real Solutions with Amanda Love. You are listening to episode 10. I will be answering your questions on how to improve brain fog, your memory, depression, and how your friends and family can support you with your fibromyalgia. Also, why the doctors say to you that it's all in your head. By the way, you can listen to this podcast wherever you are in the world and at any time that you wish. I always include show notes for those with brain fog so you don't have to take notes. I do believe that there's a lot of information about both good and bad out there about fibromyalgia. As an educator who specializes in this area, I think it's my job to point out to you that the beneficial information can be organized in a fashion that will reduce the symptoms of this malady. My name is Amanda Lise Love, and I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia nine years ago, which influenced my decision to enter the field of nutrition, and now I'm a registered holistic nutritionist who works with those who are suffering from fibromyalgia. So let's get started today with the first question. How do I improve my memory and stop brain fog? This was asked by Barbara S. and Mona P. and many others. Here are a few words in response to your question for those of you that suffer from this complaint of brain fog and memory problems. Strong recent research is ongoing and the latest studies show that there's a great help in keeping the brain young by taking coenzyme Q10, which increases oxygenation to the brain cells. The dosage would be 100 milligrams daily together with coenzyme A, which raises the effectiveness of CoQ10. Please note, it takes some time for these supplements to be helpful, which leads many months of consuming them. One reason many people suffer from memory issues is because of an insignificant supply of nutrients, especially the B vitamins and amino acids. The brain is surrounded by a protective covering, which is called the brain-blood barrier. This covering only allows certain substances to pass from the bloodstream into the brain. If the blood is thick with cholesterol and the amount of nutrient-rich blood that is able to pass through the blood-brain barrier decreases. Over time, this can result in the brain suffering malnutrition. Furthermore, the functioning of the brain depends on substances called neurotransmitters which I talked about in episode 9, IBS, part 1. These neurotransmitters are brain chemicals that act as electrical switches and through the functioning of the nervous system are ultimately responsible for all functions of the body. If the brain lacks adequate neurotransmitters or the nutrients to make them, it begins to develop the biochemical equivalent of a pallier failure or a short circuit. For example, you're trying to remember a piece of information and the brain begins to plug into some other things not relevant to what you are trying to remember. This is most likely a short circuit that has occurred. Other factors that contribute to memory loss and brain fog are allergies, stress, thyroid disorders, poor circulation to the brain, hypoglycemia, low blood sugar, 
and candidiasis, which is a yeast overgrowth of candida, is a frequent issue common in fibromyalgia. I have spoken about this in episodes 6 and 7 on candida. The brain requires a specific level of glucose in the blood, which falls within a very narrow range. So wide swings in blood sugar levels affect brain function, resulting in memory problems, so be aware of this information and try eating five small meals a day to maintain a stable glucose level. On this subject, remember that vitamin B complex helps to improve memory. Take 100 mg of each major B vitamin daily. Also, to maintain a significant amount of neurotransmitters, take acetylcholine as directed on the label, which increases the amount of neurotransmitters that will maintain mental ability and prevent memory loss in adults. Lastly, please exercise your brain daily by working puzzles, learning something new like trying a new recipe, or watching a science or history TV show for a change. These actions will help your brain stay young. Question 2 comes from Natalia S., who wants information on reducing depression. If you have FMS, you most likely know depression, so let's let's look at what may help you with that. I want you to to mention first that there's a brain neurotransmitter that affects mood and sleep. This is called serotonin. So if you can see that it's in the best interest of all of us to maintain a high level of serotonin. This is done by making sure that the amino acid tryptophan is high because the action of tryptophan is to raise serotonin levels. One way to do this is by eating specific foods where tryptophan is found. These are corn, dairy, bananas, dates, figs, and yogurt. Because it's not easy to eat enough of these foods to do this, the best way to raise serotonin levels is by taking the supplement 5-HTP. When serotonin levels are high, mood is elevated and sleep is approved. Please note, do not take this supplement if you have asthma or lupus. Scientists actually know that our thoughts influence brain chemistry. Try to make this exercise part of your daily routine. When you retire, try to think of one good thing that happened that day and also try to think of two things that you are grateful for. For a reminder, put this on your phone so you will benefit from this process. Question number three. Sherry C. asked the question, Why is there such a lack of empathy from the doctors who say it's all in your head and it doesn't really exist? First of all, I'm so sorry about that. I can relate to that with my own fibromyalgia journey. I went to many doctors over the years from a chiropractor, allergist, rheumatologist, acupuncturist, and naturopath to name a few who had no answers for me. Some thought I was suffering from depression and psychomatic issues. This attitude is pervasive in the medical community. Doctors are trained to recognize disease and treat it. They are not trained to address keeping the body healthy to prevent disease from occurring. They are accustomed to prescribing pharmaceutical drugs for your health conditions. 
Some of these drugs are helpful, but usually do not address the root cause of a condition and is frequently palliative in nature. Medical school training is changing, however, as naturopathic views are being recognized and now courses are being offered in numerous schools across the country. Hopefully, the doctors will be more informed and empathetic in the future. Question 4. Cordy acquired, how do I support my friends with fibromyalgia? She's unsure about how to help and support them. Here are a few tips. Bring some prepared food or other for her in a disposable container, but make sure you know what she can and cannot eat beforehand. Ask if you could run an errand for her before visiting. Let her know that she could talk to you and you will listen. And actually listen. Chronically, ill people often have a lot they want to get off their chest, but they feel they will burden others with their concerns and frustrations. Be a shoulder for her to cry on, and no matter how trivial something may seem to you, it is a big deal for her. Do some research of your own into her condition to better understand her symptoms. Don't minimize her symptoms and don't pretend or think that you know or understand exactly what she's going through. Ask her to explain to you what it's like to have her condition. What is most frustrating? How does she deal with bad days? How has it changed her outlook on life and day-to-day activities? Listen to the answers and try to understand her point of view. Ask for clarification. If you know she is flaring or depressed or just because, send her a get well card or gift. It doesn't have to be anything big, just something to show that you are thinking of her and wish her well. Invite her to my Facebook group, Fiber Fix Real Solutions, where she can be a part of a community of women who understand her and where she can get real answers. Support her by telling her that there is a podcast called Fibromyalgia Real Solutions with Amanda Love, who is a registered holistic nutritionist who has fibromyalgia, but has found ways to feel better, and now she helps others do the same. In conclusion, I mentioned several things in this podcast. First, I have a free Facebook group called FiberFix Real Solutions, where Evan... FMS sufferers can be in a community and find answers to relieve their suffering. The link is in the show notes. Second, I mentioned IBS Part 1 and both Candida episodes. I will leave the links to these episodes in the show notes. I love sharing these episodes with you and have been so excited about all the listeners and the feedback you're sending me. Subscribe, which is free on iTunes. Share and get all the people you know who need this support to listen. Did any one thing resonate with you today? If so, leave it in the comments. That helps us create even more amazing shows for you. See you next week, and thanks for being here. Like, share, and comment. And if you want to learn more about my services, you could go to my website, www.amandaleeslove.com. Dot com for more information or you can email me at amandaleeslove at gmail.com.
Looking forward to talking you talking to, with you soon for the 11th full episode where I talk about digestion.